Hello, this is Prophetic Connections. My name is Patricia Bush. God bless you. I'd like to speak uh, just a few minutes about something that had occurred this week. Recently, it was on the news that a so-called preacher said that the rapture was going to happen in the month of May 2011. There were people who believed this, and they made drastic decisions regarding their finances and personal belongings, thinking they were going to leave this earth. You know, this is a very sad thing because these people believed a man instead of studying the scriptures for themselves. Now, there is nothing wrong with encouraging the body of Christ about the rapture. Because Paul did say this in 1 Thessalonians 4.18, comfort one another with these words. But, you know, giving people false hope could truly discourage a Christian from turning away from God or or not wanting to be bothered anymore, you know, especially if they're not skillful in the word of God. Uh, Jesus already said in Matthew 24, 36, but of that day and hour no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. In 2 Timothy 3:16, it's written, all scriptures is, is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Now the point, the point that needs to be made here is that we as Christians need to know the Word of God for ourselves. Paul also says in Ephesians 4:18 that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. 2 Thessalonians 2, verses 1 to 3, tells us about false teachers that were trying to discredit Paul about the coming of the Lord. And Paul tells the church, let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first, and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition. You know, there will always, always be those who will contradict the scriptures. Paul tells us in, uh, in the first chapter of Galatians, he talks about how he received the revelation of the cross. He said it wasn't by men, but by the Holy Spirit. And when we know the truth, we will recognize the lie when it shows up. In 2 Timothy 2, verse 15, it's written, Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. The writer in Hebrews tells us in Hebrews 5 verse 12, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God, and you have come to them milk and not solid food. Let us not fall into this category that we have to go back to the first principles. If those who listened to this so-called preacher knew the word of God, they would not have believed what he said. If we have been saved a while, we should be more mature in the word by now. If there are those who are new in the things of God, take them under your wing and first explain the cross, which is the foundation of Christianity, and it's also the foundation for sanctification. So it's all about Jesus when he took the penalty of our sin upon himself and when he said it is finished the power of sin was broken in our lives and now we believers we have been free to serve God give them 
the gospel that it's all about what Jesus did, not anything they can do to give them favor with God. John 14, 26, it speaks about when Jesus promised, um, promised the Holy Spirit. He says to his disciples, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Now, hear what the writer says in Psalms of chapter 119, verse 105. It reads, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. This means the word of God is our light that will direct our feet on the right path. And this comes through the word which the Holy Spirit will illuminate for us when we ask. And Jesus speaks about this in Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. He said, and he answered them because they were asking him a question. And he says, it is written, men shall not live shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You know, Peter tells us that God has provided everything we need for our Christian walk. He speaks of this in Second uh, Peter 1 verse 3, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Any good preacher and teacher will always suggest that you check out the word for yourself and make sure what you are being taught is the word of God. Uh, Ephesians 4.11 uh, says that God has given his church apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers. So we have what we need, but we are all responsible for how we present the word of God. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 2, But we have renounced the hidden things of shame, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. No, the word of God should not be preached for our own agenda but for the good of others and mostly and foremost for the purposes and plan of God. Let us all be wise in what we hear and make sure what we hear is in the context of Scripture. Peter speaks again in 1 Peter 1 verse 22, Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit and sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently, with a pure heart. The truth will always come from a pure heart, so let us always love others enough to tell them the truth. And yes, there is going to be a rapture. There is. It will come one day, and this is what Paul meant by the words uh, when he mentioned that in, as falling away. It's simply, in simple terms, the rapture is to save the church from the great tribulation, and the second coming is to save Israel and the world from total destruction of the Antichrist. Titus says it in chapter 213, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. But until then, let us occupy till he comes and let's see many people saved. Let's get the gospel out there. Let's talk about Jesus. It's all about souls. This is why Jesus Christ came, died on the cross, so many people 
could be saved. And um, uh, Jesus speaks in Luke, and this is very important for the time we're living. In Luke chapter 14, 34, 36, while we are waiting, let's keep ourselves busy. And Jesus says, but take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and cares of this life. And that day come on you unexpectedly, for it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of God. Every single one of us is going to stand before the Son of God. If you're listening to this message and you are not a Christian, today is your day. You will stand before Jesus whether you're saved or not. If you accept Christ, if you ask him to forgive you, if you ask him to come into your heart, he will become your Savior. But if you do not do that, you will stand before him and he will be your judge. Do it on this side of the grave. Jesus Christ died. He loves you. He demonstrated that love when he was on the cross. That was the greatest demonstration in eternity. God came down and died for his creation. Ask Jesus to forgive you. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we ask you to give us a desire and a love for your truth. Lord, we ask that your Holy Spirit help us understand your word in the context that it is written. And then when we speak your word, it will always be for the good of the hearers and not for our own agenda. We sincerely ask this, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.